Hello, everybody. It is Friday, July 15th, just past 5 o'clock. Um, and we made sure <laughs> that we did this. We were actually in danger of making a claim after two months of not recording an episode of seriously missing the next week. But this one's going to be short. It's going to be a little fresher than last week. Not as much rust, but definitely still rust. Yeah. Because our outline was created five minutes ago. Completed yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. But that's that's okay. We we obviously the outline could be done sixty seconds ago. We're still ready for you guys. You you know we're we're always here for the listeners. All right, good. But uh, sorry, work text. I was like, come on. I thought this guy was calling me one more time. But no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Work is finally done. I'm gonna pretend yeah, that that I, I, I like separated myself from work about two hours ago. Fully stern, unfortunately, did not have that luxury today. But no. we're here. Oh, and we're again, here, and I I, think I need this. I think me and Twomley both need this. I think this is a much needed recording. Um, just let's focus on some football. Let's let's talk about the good, bad, the ugly. Um, Chris Carson, man, not good, yeah. not good. Uh, I'm not too surprised by this. I mean, granted, I, we saw the the X rays in his neck. I don't know if that was real or if that was just like one of those ball sack sports fake things, but. <laughs> Oh my I think god! It was real. Do you want to talk about that real quick with the John Moran oh. quote? They and people ESPN. actually got mad at the ball sack sports. Like, how are you going to get mad at a page that does not hide it? The the, the page his name is Ball Sack Sports. Come on, they are posting fake news. And like, don't get me wrong, all these fake accounts, I block all of them. The only one I don't have blocked is Ball Sack Sports, and I don't know why because I hate most of these accounts because it's it is kind of annoying seeing slander come out or, or quotes that are alleged by certain athletes, and obviously they didn't say it. So. But ESPN fell into the trap. I don't know if anyone was watching this week. And they reported on something John Morant said about Michael Jordan, which was fake. They had a whole segment about it. And then the next day, they came out with an apology. And it was hilarious. I so mean, embarrassing. You're, you're at ESPN. Whoever's job it is to make sure that things like this does not happen, you're not doing a good enough job. It's not like you're you're podcasting like us and, and we're reporting on something from Ball Sack Sports, which – we would never do, and we don't even work for ESPN. We would make fun of something like that, but we wouldn't actually bring you news from a source like that. But ESPN, a reputable source, they do. It's in, like, oh, my God. It was just, it was great. It was great. Whoever runs that page, like, just needs a medal because it's not the first time that they've gotten major networks. Mostly ESPN falls for it, but... A while ago, there was another account. Barry? Was it Barry something? Oh, Sports Talk Barry. He's been... Dude, he's been on ESPN like three times. It's like, how do people not learn? How does no one... I mean, it really gives me confidence that you and I could work at ESPN if that's... Oh, Oh. whoever's job it is to come up with those segments, we could do that in our sleep. Like, you you give us, like, if that's actually my nine-to-five job, whatever it is, like, I'm going to crush it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. that's that's just it, – it's bad. I feel bad for the, the guy that had to apologize because it's like obviously he's not the one that's coming up with these reports. Yeah, well, I, I, I would like to know who decided that he had to be the apology guy. Right. They probably looked at him and they're like, you know what? Like, you. It's you today. You're the, <laughs> you, you have the first show on ESPN today, so you have to take the brunt of everyone else. I don't know if he was part of any of the discussions. I, I truly don't know. I'm not sure. I probably should know that, but that's that's one thing I don't know either. 
Yeah, but, but hey, it makes it makes good to to make fun of them, and because it's it's hilarious. It's it's hysterical, and again, like their pinned tweet also is also like selling themselves out as like don't believe in this page. It's like, com- it's it's hysterical. Fake. It's completely fake. Like I I get it. Like it is funny at times. Like it's it's not something I enjoy. That's why I block most of the accounts, but. For some reason, this one is just it's it hasn't come across my radar to block yet because it, it, it they haven't made fun of the Vikings or they haven't come up with any fake news that makes me look at it and be like, holy shit, no way. And then I actually look at who's tweeting it without the check mark, and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, why why do I give myself this false hope? Okay, uh, so let's get back to Chris Carson. Yes, um, we apologize. That's my fault. No, it's okay. If it involves ball sack sports, it's worth it. Um, sadly, should we be surprised? I mean, this guy has so much promise. You know, I drafted him last year as my second running back. I was so sketched out and skeptical about doing it, and I was proven right as to why I should have, but made a fool of myself for still going forward with it. Um, I feel bad. Like, you can't control when your body betrays you and chris carson's body has just betrayed him yeah and it's and it's it's july when you are when your season's in doubt in july i mean that's terrible it's not a good sign for you to be playing this year i just if these if these rumors are already coming out reputable sources nbc sports edge not ball sack (laughs) it's it's not a good sign that your career is looking good especially when rashad penny who who we're going to be talking about? Well, in a minute. to say he's going to? Yeah, we'll get to Rashad Penny. But and that's the thing—they drafted Kenneth Walker. So, like, I get saying, all right, now Rashad Penny may be your lead back if Chris Carson doesn't play. But like, you just drafted another running back in what the early second round? They drafted him like the 39th pick when we yeah. were convinced that was going to be Malik. That's it. It blows my mind because the, you drafted Rashad Penny in the first. Never used him, or, or maybe he was hurt. Whatever happened, he just didn't get the the, the shine that he was supposed to. And now, Rashard Penny, a couple of years later, he's finally going to start running for you. And you drafted a running back in the early second, who's supposed well, to be taking the. I, I mean, it makes sense. I feel like they kind of felt like Chris Carson's career is like hinging on almost being over, which is so sad because he is very talented. But yeah. I mean, now you know you get to twenty six, twenty seven as a running back, people are already marking you off, and you know with the injury history Chris Carson has. Obviously, the outlook is not great, but Rashad Penny, he's also very injury prone. I mean, the Seahawks running back room, you know, it's it's just IR after IR. So they're getting insurance there. I mean, your two backs being Chris Carson and Penny, you know they're both not playing every game. You're lucky yeah. to get half a season combined out of them, honestly, with how their careers have gone. So Kenneth Walker, you know, run, drafting a running back for the running backs they have made sense, but not for the Seahawks with the quarterback room they had where, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. No. no. Like, I understand if you have two running backs as injury prone as they do, but for the Seahawks organization, it did not make sense. Uh, and they drafted an offensive lineman after they traded Russell Wilson. That's, yeah. You needed offensive lineman when you had Russell Wilson. Like, I, I get the Seahawks. They've won a Super Bowl. They probably should have won two in a row. Like, that's, a, you know, you run the ball. But... <laughs> It's just like, what's going on over there in Seattle? And don't get yeah, me wrong, I don't it, like Seattle. It really begs the question, like, what are they doing? I mean, they're really – I don't know. It's very confusing. Rolling the dice with Drew Locke and, and uh, Geno Smith. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's very confusing. Oh, Did you uh, you see the rumors, though, speaking oh. of that? 
Is this involve Jimmy G? Yes, it does. That they were thinking about trading for Jimmy G? I mean, <laughs> I think that would be a disaster too. The, the Seahawks roster, other than wide receivers, is not even in the same stratosphere no. as the no. 49ers. And you know what's even funnier? Jamal Adams wanting to be traded from the Jets to a contender like Seattle. And now Seattle, I'm not going to say they're worse than the Jets, but y- you know, I if anyone listens, you know that I'm a supporter of the Jets, even though I'm not a fan. I think that the Jets may be better than the Seahawks. I don't think that's completely crazy to say. What? Sorry. That the, the Jets are better than the Seahawks. Oh, uh, that's not – I don't even think that should be a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I think it kind of just goes without saying. I mean, granted, we'll see this year. I mean, I don't even think it's close. And do with it. Imagine saying that for the Jets about like any team. But uh, we didn't even put this in. It should have definitely been next to Zach Wilson on who will have the biggest year, too. I dog. Mean, dog. He's got the dog in him. He's, we'll he's get to kid. Zach. I mean, you yeah, know yeah, where we'll, this is we'll, going. We'll discuss you, know, you know. We'll save that before <laughs> we get to But, yeah, there's no chance the Jets I, – I, Jets stock is up for many reasons. And after last week, even more rightful reasons. <laughs> I would say the, the uh, Jets stock is just about sky high. Yeah. So, unfortunately, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk about this, and then we'll get back to good vibes. 30 cases settled with uh, the Texans and Deshaun Watson. I mean, oh, God. Yeah, it, it it hurts to, like, talk about it. I had to include it just because it's – That was it's today. New, that was just, like, big. New, it's like, oh, 30 Yeah, cases. that's, that's nice. brand new today. But how's this, how's this guy still playing? You I know mean, what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure we send it to each other. It really begs the question, how the hell does Calvin Ridley get a year suspension – they, I feel like they really went more in depth on his betting accounts and people like finding receipts for Calvin Ridley betting than this whole ordeal. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yes, yes. The fact Calvin Ridley was suspended for a year in like a minute, like the second that it came out, like he was done. Like, okay, where's that same energy? I get it. You, you're the NFL. You got to conduct your own stuff. But like, it just felt so rapid. It was like, oh, he's out for a year, and there's not even a debate. There's not even a question. Yeah. Oh, you're just done for a year. Yeah. yeah. But there's... The appeal process. There, so I mean... It was like ESPN Cleveland or something. I, I don't know how, like, you know, how much in the know they were, but it said four to six games is getting floated out. How? Like, just do the right thing. Yeah. Why yeah, does yeah. it have to be a... Dis- this guy... The mere fact that he's going to play again is disgusting. He is. But you, right. At the very least, you can't just do the minor right thing and just suspend him a year. This guy doesn't deserve... Oh, God. He's going to play. Yes, he got He's 30 cases settled. The Texans, I'm so glad this, this shit storm came back to them. Because they really, there are no angels in this. They really thought they were going to get away with it. Oh, you want out? Now we're going to, now we're going to, you know, smear you. Not that he didn't deserve to be smeared. I mean, the guy's an asshole and a really horrible person. So, obviously deserves what's coming his way. Yeah. But, Houston, to really think you were just going to get away with this when you yeah. enabled it for <laughs> five, six years, however long Deshaun's been in the NFL enabled it and now it's coming back to you too you disgusting organization but it's still crazy too to think that like they were able to get the trade hole that they got like it, it just it doesn't make sense to me that they were able well it's to because do the browns this. really didn't do as in-depth as an investigation as they claimed to have oh yeah clearly. but like if you're trading your entire future like y- you don't have the option to not do the research like if you're a real 
um, a real organization like the Browns think that they are, which obviously this is such a Browns move that's happening. Like this can't I, happen. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Nick and Dan the other night on a classic Fortnite uh, lobby. I mean, the Browns, I get it. Last year wasn't great. But even with Baker, like it's just the lack of appreciation towards Baker for what the Browns were before he got there is shocking, especially from Browns fans. I mean, he was battered last year. I mean, we we were very high on them going into the season. Obviously, things didn't completely go their way, injuries and whatnot. But they mm-hmm. were getting out of that cellar as the most incompetent and worst franchise in sports. And this just sent them – there's not – other than the Texans, I truly don't think there's a worse franchise in sports. Once again, the Browns yeah. were getting out of that. Like they were becoming a little more competent and relevant. They were getting better, and they just did this. The Browns they, roster was looking. Thing. They got great. The Browns roster is good. That's what blows my mind, and that's what's hard for me to believe that this is like happening because, you know, I and I always go back to this game, the Vikings and the Browns. The Browns should have demolished the Vikings, but Baker was just not good. Baker missed a lot of throws, but like at the same time, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win with Baker like a Super Bowl. But I mean, why it does would you get rid the benefit of him? the doubt by how battered he was? I mean, I'm pretty sure both labrums were ter- torn throughout yeah. the year. He was playing basically with noodle arms and still being able to do things yeah. like. The guy was broken to bits. So, like, you, you are right. He should have gotten more credit for all that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll drift off of it. Disgusting, as always. And, I mean, I don't – I don't. I just really hate how quick the Calvin Ridley just hammer was dropped. I get it. There's a lot of legal processes that need to go through. But, at the very least, a year should just be established. But we'll yeah. see. We'll continue to see what happens there. Let's go back to a lighter note just because, you know, we don't need bad vibes from a shithead person. Uh Let's just go right down to the 2021 rookie QBs. The class did not amaze last season, but I think, you know, there's reason to believe year two will uh, yield better results. Uh, so So the field, we got Trevor Lawrence, who so foolishly was compared to Andrew Luck. You all should be ashamed of yourselves for that. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and our, you could argue Davis Mills was the best rookie. And he honestly had a I was going to say, I would say Mac Jones and Davis Mills. You're probably your two best People, rookies. Uh, you want to just laugh at it and shove it to the side. But Davis Mills had a solid year. He really yeah, did. Davis, Davis Mills. Uh, and then had Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask. Yeah, uh, those guys are. Just, cause yeah. they're all, just, just because, you know, they're also going into their sophomore season. Uh, I, I think – the only one who I truly – I feel so bad for Justin Fields. I think he's talented and has got it. But these Ohio State quarterbacks that fail, we also have to look at where they go. Like, it just – they haven't – did they even do – oh, they traded for Nikhil Harry. Amazing. Yeah, that's not um, helping your wide receiver room. I, I hate to say it. I truly do see improvement in almost all of them. Uh, I just don't see it for tra- uh, for Justin Fields. I just, I just don't. I mean – Trey Lance, I know we have the rumors are that he's not ready, but I feel like every other day I see different conflicting things Mm -hmm. about him. So I truly don't know. I think that is a big question mark. I honestly will he he be the starter or will Jimmy G still be there? We still don't know that. 
I honestly think, like, looking at these quarterbacks here, you look at Trevor Lawrence, you know what? They improved in free agency. Zach Wilson, you know what? You guys got better in free agency. Trey Lance, you still have Debo as long as he doesn't get traded. Him and Brandon. Yeah, that's another thing. We don't know if Debo is going to be on the team. But you look at Mac Jones, you know, the Patriots. Did did they trade for a wide receiver in the offseason? I'm trying to. Yeah, uh, Devontae Parker. Okay, okay. You know what? He's they not have four number two wide receivers. He, he's better than Nikhil Her- Her- Henry. Davis Mills, you know, he's still got Brandon Cooks. Justin Fields, you have no one. You have Darnell Mooney. Like, if that thinking is going to This is be- not disrespect to Mooney because Mooney's no. actually pretty good. But he's good. no O-line. I mean, their 29th-ranked O-line actually got worse. It was something like that. I know going into the season, it's like ranked 31st or something. It's not good. I, I know it's I know it's not good. And he's going to be running for his life once again. I'm honestly, maybe it's just, it, not, I'm not going to say maybe. It is because I'm just an all, I always, uh, <laughs> it's always because I'm going to hate on the Patriots. I can, I don't, I'm sorry. The Patriots offensive roster. Yeah. That's pretty big. Is that a tall it's boy a or is that 24 a ounce? Oh, it is. Brand new ounce. cans. Yeah. I mean, you deserve one. Stern is launching a, a white claw into his stomach right now. Directly um, into the veins, getting the needle. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones. I think what we saw for Mac Jones is what he will be. He either yeah. will play like that or decline a little. I'm sorry. That yeah. receiving room does not put any fear into me. I, I agree with that. I honestly think – I don't think we've seen a ceiling because it's only been a year, but I don't think we're going to see a tremendous jump from Mac Jones. But I think that we may even see a decline because he just lost his offensive coordinator to a head coaching job. So Yeah, and you know hurt. who's the offensive coordinator? Matt Patricia. Oh, boy. A def- wasn't he a defensive yes. coordinator? Yes. Yes. Let me fact check that just because I don't want to sound like an absolute moron. Yeah, but we're not going to give you pretty sure like, that Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator, and I just and don't hurts. understand how the hell that is possible. That hurts because Mac Jones he had a tailor made situation for him where the offensive coordinator is going to help him be as successful as possible with the with the receiving room that he had, with his arm, with everything, do those short to intermediate throws, everything that an offensive coordinator should do to get the most out of your quarterback. That's what was done. And I think that's why we saw the best version of Mac Jones. And I'm not ruling any improvement out. I just think that looking at the facts and looking at what we're looking at, that's Mac Jones. I think we saw who he was and that's it. Okay. So I'm looking at June 13th. Do they still not know who the offensive coordinator is? Oh, there's no way. Uh, no, Josh McDaniels is still showing. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't no, think Josh and Matt Patricia are, are sharing the duties of the role. A special teams guy. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm not buying that, especially when you have four number two wide receivers. It's, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, I truly, and maybe I'm just a victim of being an idiot and just buying into <laughs> the stories i think zach wilson is primed for the biggest leap in year two he's a dog he's got but it in him on top of that the receiving room that the jets have compared to every other receiving room on this list loaded you got garrett wilson you got elijah moore you got Corey davis is is jameson crowder still on the jets i'm not 100 percent sure i'm um, literally in the process of doing it he not. he's not you have michael carter Braxton Berrios is a Berrios, great Berrios, 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 Berrios,
Denzel Mims. Please help me because I am blanking so hard in the draft. Who? Who? The Jets. Who did they draft the, at running back? The tight end that they just got? No, who did they draft at running back? Uh, Brees Hall. Yeah, you got Brees Hall. So the run. I mean, the Jets' offense compared Dude. to everyone else on this list, so much C- better. CJ Uzama, tight end, Tyler Conklin, and Jeremy Rucker. Like, you have pretty good. And, they, like, and as long as Benton stays healthy and he's looking like he's really grinding this offseason, the O line kind of shored up. I yeah. mean, the Jets, I'm not going to. Carl Lawson is healthy this year too. I know he's on defense, but like yeah. he he was someone that you wanted before he got hurt coming from the Bengals. Like their team's not bad. Like they honestly look good. Yeah, I mean compared to every other roster on here, except for maybe the Patriots, you could argue. I'll still put the Patriots. Well, the Jets, if, we're, if we're talking roster, every other roster, the Jets, I think top. Not the not the Niners, obviously, but yeah. I just don't think. Trey Lance is ready. I think there are conflicting reports, but I am seeing more that he's not ready than that he is. Uh, but the Jets roster definitely better than the Texans. We're not. I'm not even going to include Kyle Mon and Kyle Trask. They're just yeah, they're backups that Trask. may they're not I mean, be starting. If, if Brady but dies, Jets roster better than the Jags, better than the Texans, better than the Bears. And you know, you keep getting these reports that Trey Lance isn't ready, so we don't even know if he's going to be the starter. And I just really think Zach Wilson will take that leap. I really do. And he's a dog. Yeah. Um, and he's a dog. And he's a dog. <laughs> so, again, we I, I don't know if I prefaced this before like we actually got into it. This is going to be a very quick episode, but just because we, we didn't want to let everyone down. But we still got some time to talk. Uh, before we get into our final thing, I have to bring up Naheem Hines, which will lead us into our irrational thoughts of our team's. This man is going to have such a huge season that it's not even it, – it's ridiculous. I mean, what was it, 23.8 miles per hour while, uh, while being resisted, resistance banned on the, the motherfucking treadmill? This guy's an animal, and he's going to be unleashed in ways that no, that no one's even ready for. Top 10 running back next year. He's a shorter Cordero Patterson, a smaller Debo Samuel, and this is not me just being insane. Well, it is me being insane. But Stern and others can attest to this. From the second that this man was drafted, I have been sky high, sky high on Naheem Hines. And I think finally, in year five, it will be full. We're going to see 2020 Naheem Hines and then some. He's going to be unleashed. We did... Can we just come back to the top 10 comment? Top 10. That's top what 10 doing. running back. It, you know why? PPR. Because he's going to be a receiver majority of the time, but he's a running back. And that's going to help a lot. Okay. At least okay. 60 catches. I'm going to, let's when we do bold predictions in August, I am going to absolutely unload on Naheem Hines' bold predictions. Oh, I'm very excited for bold predictions this year. I'm very excited. I can't wait for, for schedule um, predictions because – we did good last year. I know we may have missed the Bengals, which was a hard one to miss because they made the Super Bowl, but we killed it. <laughs> I think we we had great projections last year. We had a pretty good understanding of it. I just wish that my fantasy football team reflected how good our projections were. So that's okay. We're getting there. But no, I respect it. I respect it. You know, there's a lot of news coming out about the Vikings running back room, but I'm not I'm not getting hyped yet. I 
Dalvin Cook's going to be a wide receiver this year, too. So I, I like that you and Naomi Himes and Cardell Patterson. Dalvin Cook's going to be there right with you. I don't know about that. I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you get him. You want him to touch the ball less. I love my Dalvin Cook, but you cannot have him get hurt. You need him to be thunder and lightning. Honestly, thunder and thunder with um, was Alexander Madison. Like, Madison. You, you have both of them going at the same time. You're looking good. And then Keenan Gongwe. One of the best returners in the league. We returned two, what, two kickoff return touchdowns? I like that. Another person had more than one. So <laughs> we got good things going. But irrational thoughts. I, I know we want to kick off with Hines. I have some ludicrous. Yeah, go first. Ludicrous. There are rumors that Kyle Rudolph may be coming back to the Vikings. Are we smoking crack? Kyle Rudolph did nothing with the Giants last year. And you could argue that you, it was not even known that he existed. Exactly. He's a shell of himself. I mean, if you if we're really doing this, why didn't you just give Tyler Conklin money? I mean, he's the number two, maybe even three on the Jets. Granted, they're, they're probably all going to share time, but Tyler Conklin was phenomenal for us. So like you, you pair him with Irv Smith Jr., we're good. So the fact that that's even a thought in anyone's brain, and I love him as a human being. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But I just don't want to see him play for my Vikings. I'm perfectly fine with him being around the team. I just don't want him to have a spot on the 53. That's it. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And we know our king, Irv Smith, deserves it all. Yeah. We got robbed of the Irv Smith experience last year. Um, We need that. We need that. Um, I'm just going to say it. Like As the days have gone by, I'm just buying more and more and more into my boys. I just finally think things will click. I mean, it's been eight miserable years of no divisions. You look at Matt Ryan, this drop-off isn't there as people want to proclaim. I mean, the guy's averaged like 4,500 yards over the past four to five seasons. Going to have an O-line. Going to have a running game he, you, people can only dream of. Mr. Reich, with all his faults, is still a superb play caller. Sometimes it lacks, but he's very creative. He will create things that Matt Ryan will love to do. Matt Ryan is capable of throwing to running backs, which, you know, we do love, which is why Naheem Hines will explode. That Philip Lindsay signing, I love that signing. It's, it's a not, sign that Jonathan dude, Taylor will not get the workload he did last year. Hines, I think, you know, the reluctance and, you know, the, I, I guess they're not re-signing T.Y., you know, the reluctance to go after receivers truly, and they've said it too. Frank Reich has said you're going to see Hines more in the slot, so I have no choice but to believe him. I think Lindsey and Hines will, you know, spell Taylor a lot more because as great as Taylor was, I want those numbers to decrease. I don't need 300 carries from Jonathan Taylor. He got – he – granted, he was phenomenal, and I think he gets better as you keep rushing him. I don't want him having 25 to 30 carries. This won't be – this won't be a team where he needs 100 for the team to win like last year. Matt Ryan can win you the game with his arm. There's no discounting that. Obviously, doesn't have the big one and has had his fair share of, you know, falters. But he's been in this league long enough, and we've seen that Matt Ryan can win you a game with his arm. I mean, we both thought the Falcons were going to be dog shit last year. Were they good? No. But 6-11 and with that roster? I I hear both. I don't think I had them in last in the division standings. Whatever. (laughs) I think their over-under was four, though. Or four and a yeah. half. And the fact that they were competitive was solely because of Matt Ryan. And 
I'm sorry. I still think he's got good football in him. I think we're going to get at least two very solid years out of Matt Ryan. Yes, I said two. This will be a quarterback that the Colts have for more than a season. And I'm sorry. I think this team can win 12 games despite their hard schedule. I really – I just have no choice but to be high on them. I just want to be, and I will. This defense, I mean, come on, Yannick and Stephon Gilmore, it doesn't get said enough that they yeah, literally had two massive, massive, massive trade lines. You still have Darius Leonard. Isaiah Rogers is going to take another leap this year. You got Kenny Moore. And I love – I mean, it sucks that we lost Kari Willis. That really does suck. I, I loved him. But he was probably going to be gone – after this season. So, like, you know, that's why they brought in Rodney McLeod. That's why they drafted Nick Cross. They probably mm-hmm. – his retirement wasn't too long after the draft. So, like, they probably kind of, you know, had those prior discussions. Julian Blackman is coming back. I'm just very high on the Colts. I don't want them to let me down. you got a stable guy, a quarterback, a leader. And it might be irrational because, you know, there's a lot of questions. But I'm saying they win the division. And we'll win 11 or 12 games this year. I just, with the Colts, my biggest thing is I need to be proved wrong. I need to see that Matt Ryan does not have the noodle arm that I witnessed in some games last year. Missing wide open running backs on on a wheel route. And I just, I think he needed the change of scenery. I think that's good. I think a different start for him is going to be better. Different coaching staff. I'm excited to see if Matt Ryan can prove me wrong. Because you know me. I'm always going to root for the Colts. I always want to see them successful. It's just I saw a lot of not great things from Matt Ryan last year, and I think I I, I, I need to be proved wrong. That's that's just where we're at with them. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Stern, our FaceTime failed. I was going to say, uh, our FaceTime definitely turned off. It's probably because my phone is a million degrees. But that's okay because we were approaching the end anyway, like we said. Well, uh, I, I have one more rational thought. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. I do. I know we're, we're coming to the 30-minute mark, but thank you, everyone, for still being with us. I'm going to keep my phone away from the microphone, but I will call you again on FaceTime. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up quick. Okay. Um, I'm not even looking at my phone. I have it away. Um, and Donnick and Sue. And Donnick and Sue. <laughs> you can hear it in the background. <laughs> I would not hate the rumors of the Vikings having conversations with Indonik and Sue. Transfer. That, those, those are rumors. I didn't even know those existed. It's still rumors. It's uh, it's only the Vikings and the Raiders and it was the Browns, but the Browns are no longer in the picture. I'm okay with that. I know he's old, but he's a force. I loved when he was a dick on the lions. I'm okay with bringing that type oh, of, of person. You, into the you know, you know, he'll do something to Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna step on his hand or something, or <laughs> like with bench warmers when he steps on his hand as he's sliding in the home plate. That's what he's gonna do to him. That's his only job. You hurt Rodgers. All right, I don't mean to say that. You never want to hurt someone. Yeah, before. what are we doing? What are and Donna can sue. Come on, man. Uh, Bring yeah, it would be a good a good addition. Why not? Veteran leader. Um, yeah, why not? Why not go for it? Um, uh, but yeah, rapid fire. Uh. Last minute outline. This went much smoother than last week, uh, but next week, you know, hopefully we'll get back on track. The weeks have been just kind of crazy. Stern and I have been, you know, dealing with some external things that are making recording a little tough, but, you know, recording and speaking to your beautiful ears is an escape for us. So we want to do it. Yes. But 
that will wrap up episode 70. Can we believe we're at episode 70? 100 will come eventually. We just need to be a little more consistent, but we will. Uh, fantasy episodes are coming throughout the summer, probably within the next two to three weeks, maybe in August. Uh, and yeah, this is again, we're, we're approaching training camp. So, you know, more stories I'm sure will come out, but yeah, we only probably have a couple more episodes where we might have just shorter ones. We might just do these short ones just to get them out. But then once, you know, fantasy really starts ramping up, when we get close to drafts, when training camp starts, Things will be churning. We are about, what, 56, 55 days from kickoff. We love that. We're almost there. It feels, I mean, preseason's almost here too. Yeah, when's the whole game, game, game is very soon. We're within a month of that. And once football is back, life will life be, be good. <laughs> life will be good. But, yep, that'll wrap it up. Episode 70 of the books, a rapid-fire one, but a necessary one. Thank you all for stopping by. Peace. <laughs>